The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. Johnny, Sestina, and company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today. I need help getting out of my student loan I'm debt. so worried. How am I going to afford taking care of my When's parents? When's a good time to get into the market? I'm really not sure when I should start taking my Social Security. I wonder if I have enough insurance. I wonder when I can retire. It's time to talk about your money. Managing to be wealthy. Our team of fee-only financial planners is ready to help you to create better financial habits. Envision your long-term goals and understand money management better than ever. Our resident hosts of Johnny, Sestina, and Company are on deck to show you the way. Greetings. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Managing to be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. I'm your host in studio tonight, Tony Payne. On the phone with me are John Sestina and Tad Harrington, both certified financial planners. Great to be here with you guys. How are you? Beautiful. It's a nice, gloomy day and all that other good stuff. So football season's are close at hand. Well, that's exciting. These are good updates. A gloomy oh, day. State, we I can mean... stay inside and get some work done. That sounds productive. Tad, how are you? Yeah, I, I'm wonderful. I guess I would ha- actually have to look out the window to realize that. <laughs> a little different working from home. Are you staying in your in your basement no, not in the basement, but, you know, you put the head down, and before you know it, it's 4 o'clock, and you haven't done a whole lot of moving. Now, see, I think I figured something out. If we could just design blinds that have a nice beach background on them, then it would work out all day, every day. We could work from home, have a nice beach view. I think we've got an idea here, guys. Yeah, put a little fan That's on like the so it blows your hair. Right. Go ahead, Ted. Now you're talking. Just make get a... Candle that smells like a pina colada. See, you're good. See, now we can talk planning, and now that's we what we're here. <laughs> uh oh, and that's why we're here tonight. Though, when's enough? You know, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about having a little fun. Imagine them being out on the beach. Maybe the beach isn't your idea of what you want to do when you retire. But the whole idea of when can you retire? When are you comfortable to retire? To us, we think it all depends on enough. And that word enough depends, and it means different things to different people. So, Tab, when you hear that word enough, what first comes to mind? For me, it's more of the immediate term, which would be things like paying for college for my daughter um, before I even get to the retirement. That's the thing that comes to mind first. Okay. That's a first for enough. That's a number you can help to quantify. John, are there still things you think about for enough? Oh, there's lots of things to think about for you enough. But as far as we're talking about today, that's generally talking about retirement and what's enough for you to believe that you can retire. And that's a big point, for you to believe you can retire. When we go through this, a lot of this sometimes becomes psychological. It's the idea of are you really ready to retire? Do you have enough? Are you making the right decision? And especially through the pandemic, through all this and some corporate changes, there sometimes may be decisions forced upon us where we have to decide, do we have enough? What is our enough? So that's what we hope to talk through tonight is all these different angles of enough. So as we get in there and start talking about it, what are some of the concerns or things you think about, Tad, as to why enough matters rather than more? Well, because... At the end of the day, I mean, unless we're one of the few who have enormous wealth, we have a limited amount of resources that that we're working with. So if we talk about this concept of enough, essentially, I think of that as, 
hey, at some point, this income that I'm making that provides, you know, for my lifestyle and my future savings, that will run out. And so whenever that time comes, I need to make sure that I have enough so I can at least replace that income and live a lifestyle that I would hope to be at least as good as it is today. It makes sense. I mean, that's the whole point, I think. John, when do you think people should start thinking about their enough? Uh, let's see, how old, old your little daughter there, Tad? She's just over two. That's about time to start thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's never too early to start thinking about the future, because it'll be here before you know it. You know, I'm supposed to retire now, what, Tony, almost five years. Uh, yeah, and, that means uh, two two off days a week now, is that right? Yeah, it's a, lots of free time, ha, ha, ha. And so it's a, it's a whole adjustment for people. You know, you're used to making a salary and living off that and scrambling to fund your 401K plan and your IRA plan and so on and so forth, and your business and your family and things you're socially involved in are distracting you all over the place. So you need to sit down and figure out who are you and what's enough for you. Most people emotionally are not prepared for retirement. That's a bigger thing than the money. And I have a good friend, Jim Schwartz, who wrote a book called Enough, and he talks about it all the time. It's not just the amount of money when you get there. It's are you emotionally ready to go through it? And that's a big deal. John, to that exact point, I mean, I'm looking at the statistic here from Cornell University. Retired men are 40% more likely than employed men to experience depression. So the idea of knowing ahead of time that there's something going on here and we have to be deliberate in how we think of what's going to fill our time, what's going to fulfill us, not just fill our time, but what's the next level of fulfillment? Because so often if you're trying to climb the corporate ladder or grow a business, that there are goals right in front of you that you just go achieve, go achieve, and you keep going through life. In retirement, they're not always with those clear goals in front of you. Well, not at all. And the sad thing for men is, their job is their identity. You know, that's how they tend to uh, measure themselves. And where am I on the corporate ladder? Where am I in the business community? And how successful am I? How much notoriety do I have, et cetera, et cetera? So when they come to retirement and they begin to coast off, as I've said so many times, you tend to drift off. You know, people forget you. It's kind of like being on the elevator. When I was younger, Bobby would always say, John, that girl's flirting with you. Now they say, sir. <laughs> <laughs> life life passes, right? Life I mean, passes. it happens <laughs> while, every day while we're here. I, I sometimes joke, you know, you've never been closer to retirement. It's true. Every single day that passes, there you go. Yeah. So the idea of thinking about it ahead of time is so important. And that's part about being balanced in your life with your family, especially. You know, you don't want to... I used to tell the story about a couple who were married and so involved in their jobs that uh, they would, you know, just pass through life. And then one day they sit down at breakfast and he opens up his Wall Street Journal and looks across the table and he says to the woman sitting across from him, who are you? And she says, I don't know. Who are you? And that's been their life because they've been so focused on where they're going to be, the kids for a while their jobs for a long while, and making a uh, place in their careers, they don't even get to know each other. That's a big place, excuse me, a big part of what's going to help you in retirement. 
Bobby and I love being together. We talk. We've been talking now for 50 years, and we still enjoy each other's company. That's a very big part of a happy retirement. It's a very important part, John. I mean, you it's, it's beautifully said. I mean, you think about all the things that could go on there to have a partner through this is so important. You bet. Well, on that note, and as we continue on here, we're thinking about when do you know what's enough, what's your enough, and how do you really step away? The other side to this is maybe you don't step away. I mean, at the point that you think you have enough, maybe you do keep going, but you have to be prepared if things outside of your control happen. I know a few people that are pretty happy who'd say I'd work until the day I died if I could, but there may be other things that come up and get in the way of that. So as yeah, we go through you're talking all this, to one. <laughs> that was my plan to die in the chair. But as you know, I'm kind of going blind here. And so as a result of that, I had to let go earlier than I expected. Uh, fortunately, I had a good team there that pick up the ball and do a better job than I was doing. So, but nonetheless, you're not in control of all your circumstances. So that's part of being ready for what's enough, is you don't know what's going to come out. I mean, suppose you were hit with a virus, and that disabled you in some way, because there are some lingering effects, apparently, from this virus. So what if you were hit with something like that? Right. You need to be prepared for that. So how are you going to adapt? We'll continue on on this topic of enough and when you may find enough for you. So when we come back, we'll delve into that and more on Managing to be Wealthy. You're listening to Managing to be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and Company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Greetings. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Managing to be Wealthy on 610 WTVN. I'm your host in studio tonight, Tony Payne. On the phone with me are John Sestina and Tad Harrington. All of us are certified financial planners. Tonight we're talking about the fun topic of enough. When's enough? How do you know you have enough? What if you do have enough? What should you do next? So as we go through this, one of the things that we know, sometimes people just aren't psychologically ready to talk about their enough yet or if they're ready to walk away. So, Tad, as you sit with someone who's thinking about walking away, what are some of the questions you might ask them? I, I like to ask them just to imagine every day is a Saturday and try to think about how they would fill their time, because that's essentially what it is. is you, you hang it up, and now you have all of this free time, which you might go through this honeymoon phase of this is great. You know, I don't have to set an alarm. There's a lot of benefits. But at the end of the day, we've talked a lot about identity. You know, who are you and what do you want to do? And that'll really drive home whether or not somebody has really given it the thought that they need to be psychologically ready. That's a good question. John, are there any that come to mind when someone's getting Also remember that this thing, retirement, is actually kind of a new age thing. In the olden days, people would work until they dropped. They're mostly uh, farmers and so forth. And so we had the Waltons. Was that the name of that TV show? Where Grandma and Grandpa and Mom and Dad and the kids all lived in one house and worked together. And they all just worked, period, to the end. Well, times have changed because now we're not all uh, locked into labor, per se. And your job may allow you some flexibility. So it gets a little more confusing as to... When am I free? When can I be free? And quite frankly, I think this uh, this uh, whatever whatever they did locked us down stuff 
has helped in that regard. Because a lot of people have been forced to realize that their life is different. You know, you don't go to an office and you don't stand around the coffee cooler and uh, water cooler and chit-chat all day long. You sit there by yourself and you have to be productive. And yet you have your family around you. Maybe you have little kids like Dad. And as a result of that, you have to learn how to refocus. And quite frankly, as you refocus, you may decide there are more things and some things more important to you than you used to think about when you jumped up at 6 a.m., you know, sat in rush hour traffic, worked your eight-hour day, and then jumped in rough hour traffic to come home again. That's a, that's a world for a lot of people, too. I mean, that was life. And for some, it still yeah. is. Yeah. The, these are good things to think through, though. I mean, the idea of taking a step back, being deliberate, thinking ahead of time of what's, what's your enough, what will life look like, and especially if you're in those years where you feel like you're getting close within five years of retirement or what you think might be retirement, you're going to see peers of yours retire, friends, family, etc., to go through and maybe pick a retirement mentor or someone who you see going through it and follow along. Because what we see is many people have just this one shot at retirement, but they have many different ideas, many different ways to get there. So you need to try to filter out and get a feel for, well, what has retirement done well look like? You know, there might be different financial ways to get there, but what does that person actually do with their time? Right. You can't sit on the golf course every day, play golf. I know people who've tried that and they get bored in about two years. <laughs> well, even even the financial implications of that, I mean, it, yeah, it was, it's nice to dream and say, I'm going to play 18 holes every day. But how much does that cost? And is that really affordable? So the psychological and the financial have to go hand in hand because depending on what you want to do, that could cost money. It doesn't always cost money, but it could. And if you get to that finish line and then you realize, oh, like I want to do this, I have a strong desire to do it, but I can't afford it, you know, that's just another um, thing that can catch up to you. That's a good point because a lot of people don't know what they spend now while they're working. And when they get into retirement, they have no idea what that's going to cost. And oftentimes, especially in beginning years, it costs more than it does the next five years. So be prepared for that fact. <clears throat> Recognize, you know, you don't want to be fixing up your home after you retired. You don't want to be taking money out of your portfolio for that sort of thing. So that's part of knowing what's enough and manipulating your assets. And I dare say it, Tony, planning. <laughs> that's my favorite word now, John. I, 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 everything, I, th I think about that. Everything revolves around plan ahead. If you want to have more control, if you want to do it well, if you want to do it most efficiently, I mean, certainly you could do some of the same things, but you may lose control. There might be some overhead costs you didn't have to pay. I mean, these are the things you give up if you're not planning. So when we go... Some people oh, seem to... Sorry. Uh, some people seem to be okay with that. You know, like there's right. just some people that free spirits, they're okay with that, but it's that control factor that you talk about where I think that that, you know, that's worth it because the ability to control certain things will give you so much more peace of mind down the road, um, you know, unless you're that free spirit that just doesn't care. But I think for most of us, that would be very beneficial to have. Right. And it's that cushion, too. I mean, we talk about idea of enough. 
And hopefully you've gone through, you've done your living expense worksheet, you know what you spend, what your lifestyle is, so that way when you walk away from getting a paycheck, you have some idea of what you need to replace it with. But even beyond that, the idea of there may be things that change. I mean, right now you may be living a certain life, and if you want to move in retirement or if your neighborhood changes and you want to move then, perhaps the cost of living in one area is a lot different than the other. Not perhaps, it probably is. So if you want to pick up and move, unless you may be going from one high-cost area to less, you could go the reverse too. So the idea of having flexibility in your enough is so important, whether it's being able to buy a new vehicle if you needed to, pay for a new hip out of pocket if you needed to that's not covered under any medical plan, that kind of stuff. That's the other part of enough for some people is that comfort level of how much may my plan change? Well, even in your, your clothing, you know, maybe, you, maybe you're a clothes hog and you're spending a fortune on clothes while you're working. What are you going to do when you retire? Good point, John. Just start redesigning the clothes in the closet, you know, flipping them on Craigslist or eBay, or still Wear going to the again, store. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, but no, these are. Th- I mean, when you th- go through life, and you described it, John. Six a.m. Wake up, breakfast, get in the car, go to work, 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 get done. Maybe see family a little bit, and perhaps touch up some work at home. You rinse, wash, and repeat that for ten or fifteen years. A lot of life has gone by that. Well, now we're at a different position. Did we pay attention all along the way? Because it's that paying attention in the regular process that we do that we enjoy so much that helps people stay on track. That, yes, life can happen, work can happen, family events happen, but by planning and working with someone, now you know you're still on course no matter what's, what you're going through. Yeah, the greatest thing that happens when you're working is you have routine. So when you get to retirement, you may not have routine. And that could be disturbing. These are good things to talk about, guys. Well, Tad, anything else you would add on the idea of when you have enough? No, just the the power of starting early. Um, if you focus on these, like like you said, how we we do this, you know, every year, every quarter with our clients, it's purposefully because, you know, if you realize now, like I'm, I'm I have I just got an Apple Watch. They have the rings where you have to close them each each day. And I noticed that I have three wide open rings and I know that the day is halfway gone. So it's like I have a lot of work to do between now and the end of the day to meet my goal. And same thing with retirement, right? If you wait till five years from retirement and realize that, oh, I have a lot of work to do, you're going to either have to sacrifice a lot in those five years or end up sacrificing the rest of your life. So if you understand those differences today versus down the road, it's going to be much less of a change that you have to make over the long run. Oh, you painted a great picture there with your words, Tad. We're coming up on a break here, but we're going to keep going on this topic and more. What's enough for you? How do you know what your enough is? You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTBN. I'm your host in studio tonight, Tony Payne. On the phone with me are John Sestina and Tad Harrington. All of us are certified financial planners. Tonight we're going through the topic of enough. What's enough? When you have enough, what to do with it? 
So, Tab, we were talking through the break there. There might be some unique things that if you think you have enough, you might be able to do. Uh, what are some of those things? Yeah, we, we talk a lot about how to get to this point, how to define it, how to get there, but what happens when you actually reach it. And there could be some really good benefits from this because if you actually get through to your retirement, you have enough, that means that you have everything you need to do whatever you want to do. And that can be very liberating. You know, you can actually maybe change the way that you have an outlook over or outlook on your spending that's different than what you did for the last 30, 40 years as you prepare for retirement. Because, you know, if you're doing it right, you're, you're playing a little bit of a long game. Like we know that financial planning is saving for the future, but we also know that, you know, that's not guaranteed. So we have to live that fulfilling lifestyle today, but more or less we do play the long game. And so when you make that shift and actually have enough, then you have this freedom and, and talk to people that have done this where, you know, they might be able to, spend a little bit more and actually start to spend the money that they never did. And the best part about that is that they just don't have the guilt that comes with it. Yeah, it's true. I mean, that guilt can be a big thing. And part of how you get there is leaving the goalposts where they are. And what do we mean by that? If you've said, this is my dream home, this is what I want. Okay. It's your dream home. It's what you want. Not to move the goalposts and say, oh, there's that other neighborhood over there. It's a little bit nicer. It's newer. I can get a bigger house. Now I can get the jacuzzi and the spa outside. Every time you do that, every time you move the goalposts, we're pushing ourselves a little bit farther, a little bit farther and farther, and maybe even behind sometimes. So if the goalposts are fixed and we know what our enough is, or we've made decisions to say, yep, this is what I want, this is what I need, and then you continue saving beyond that, that helps get to that flexibility level I think you're talking about, Ted. Well, and literally, I've, I've a lot heard... of people make big decisions when they retire <clears throat> changes, and they shouldn't do that. You should be prepared before you hit the retirement path. And so sitting there and all of a sudden deciding, well, I'm going to move to you know, Virginia or the Keys or something like that, you're putting yourself in a little more jeopardy than normal. So don't make any big swings. It's kind of like when someone loses a spouse. The remaining spouse should not make any financial decisions for at least a year because your head's not on straight for that time. Same thing is true when you hit retirement. You may, uh, I, I remember when my daughter went to college and she worked and saved her own money and did a lot of good things, and uh, she got all these scholarships in her senior year in high school. So she thought she was rich, and so she went to college, and within you know, the first few weeks that money was gone. And so that was a shocker to her. So you probably you may not be in a position to realistically evaluate where you are if you haven't been planning it through all the way. <laughs> that favorite word again of ours. Go ahead, Ted. People, people might I call it an excuse, but people might lean on the fact that it is hard. It is hard to see the future and understand what it's going to look like for you. But you know you can do it pretty reasonably. And it just it it surprises me that a lot of people can go on a, a week long vacation and know everything they're gonna do, have everything planned out from minute to minute, and there's no surprises, right? Because they have a plan for it. They've allocated the budget for it, they know what they're gonna do, they know what excursions they're gonna do, they know what size to see. But then when you get to this retirement, we just kinda of say, Well, we don't know what that looks like. And I think it's just I don't wanna say lazy, but almost a sense of you know, maybe I'm scared to tackle that or scared to look into that so I don't do it. But there's no reason why 
you can't plan out what that looks like. And like John's saying, stick to it. I've heard John talk about leakage before, and and that resonates with me a lot because, you know, being financially successful, you know, income helps, but it's not the sole uh, definer of that because we've seen people that make a lot of money, you know, still struggle to pay the bills because they keep moving those goalposts. So it's like stop the leakage. So when you meet a goal and, and you save up your cash reserve, you know, don't go out and spend it on a vacation. And that's how you build on top of everything and start to build that path to reaching financial independence. Ooh, this is exciting. You guys know how this excites me. Go ahead, oh, John. Oh, good. <laughs> and in retirement, don't forget you should still be investing. You don't want to spend every last nickel. That makes good sense. We do not want to spend every last nickel, like you said there, John. Mm-hmm. Well, as I, we, I wouldn't even. Oh, I was just going to make one comment on that, Tony. Um, I also, if you're listening to this and you're not, you know, approaching retirement or, or even close to it, you can think of this concept even in the short term. Um, I, I just had a conversation with somebody who I thought had a great plan, which was they essentially have enough, but in a different manner. And what I mean by that is they have several bank accounts, you know, call it 10 different bank accounts and talking through what the purpose was, you know, one's for if I lose my job and I need to get back on my feet, here's enough money. So I have six months to do that. Here's another account that, you know, based on what we have in our house with the age of the AC unit and the, the windows and the roof, here's all the money that we could possibly have to spend in the next three years on that. You know, here's our travel fund. And essentially, they built this system where they have enough for the next five years. And the, like, when that happens, the anxiety just goes away, right? Then the focus is make sure I'm doing what, what I need to do on the long term, but they're not moving that goalpost. They're not saying we have enough, so let's spend more. And you can just see kind of that anxiety just dwindle away when people take that approach. The face changes sometimes when you've worked with someone for years and years and years, and then they step away and retire. It, it just You can see the weight come off of some people to say, you know what, I was working, I was trudging there, I was doing what I had to do. And then that face in retirement, when it's done well, it just changes so much. I mean, some people just become so much brighter. They have a lot more time. And I mean, brighter and sunnier. I mean, they're happier. So the idea of not having to trudge because you've done well is so true. That's because of planning, Tony. Yeah, you keep bringing that word up. And I again, know, if they don't plan, they're gonna. They could possibly be miserable. Right. When think about it, it's not just you or yourself either. I mean, if you've done well and you have enough for you, that's great. But doing well also enables you to do well for others. So whether that's charitable goals, starting a foundation, doing something with your time, just because you want to be active and help things or make a change in the world, these are all things that if you have enough resources for you, now you can dedicate some time or some money somewhere else and try to make a change and help others. So that's a benefit of planning well, too. Let alone maybe a little tax benefits along the way, but we'll talk about that in another show. Um, yeah, I forget I, about the tax. I hear the I hear the chuckles out there, guys. I hear them. <laughs> well, as we go through and talk about retirement and how good it feels when it's done well, is there anything else, John? You think we're missing here? Oh, there's so much we're missing because until the person hits, you know, it's like so many things you can visualize, imagine, hope, and so forth. But then you walk into the ballpark and you actually play the game, then the stress appears. So. It's a good thing, uh, Stephen talks about it all the time, that if you plan on retiring soon, you ought to take the next three, four years before you retire and live the retirement while you're still working. See how it feels. Get used to it. 
that dry retirement idea. It is. You know, Stephen keeps plugging that thing, and it keeps working, so we'll keep plugging it, too. Well, we're coming up on a break here as we go through. If you have questions and you want to reach out to us directly, you can visit our website, managingtobewealthy.com, or give our office a call at 614-326-3077. Happy to set up a time where we may speak and see if we can be of help to you. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and Company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Greetings. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. I'm your host in studio tonight, Tony Payne. On the phone with me are John Sestina and Tad Harrington. All of us are certified financial planners. Well, as we close out the show tonight, guys, we've gone through talking about enough, what's enough, all different ways to say it. I'm not going to go there again, but lots of ways to think about enough. And the other thing that comes to mind here is, what if we don't decide? And especially in a recession, should you consider early retirement? Is that something that's good for you? You know, maybe it's your decision. Maybe your employer is forcing it upon you. So there's a few different considerations as we go through there. We know a few major employers are going through that process now. So if you're presented an offer, these are some of the things to consider. And there are more that we won't be able to go through here in the next couple minutes. But, Tad, as you think about that, if you're in that position or helping someone who is, what are some of the things to consider? Well, the first consideration has to be just a general evaluation on what they're offering, right? Understanding the details. And it's not as cut and dry as to say, hey, I'm going to give you a severance pay of your income for a certain amount of time. And you, you can see that for months or even a year or even longer. So you really, really have to get clarity on that. But you also have to look at the details. So what does this mean for my health care? Are they going to offer benefits along with this? You know, do I lose out on my retirement contributions? And all these little things, if I had, like if you had stock options, what happens with that, those could have a huge impact, even if it's just a year or two before you plan to retire, on what that actually looks like after retirement. So well, even the foundation, Social Security, I mean, if you cut off your income three or four years earlier than you expected, that could reduce your Social Security income number dramatically. So that's a biggie there. And, of course, your 401K if you stop income for four or five years, your 401k amount is going to be significantly less than you may have thought it would be in the beginning. So those are also numbers to pay attention to when you're being made an offer to, you know, terminate. Right. And there are numbers that come into play, too. I mean, if you're someone fortunate enough to perhaps have a pension and a pension in play and perhaps there's a pension buyout being talked about, you know, those are things where you've got to do the numbers to say, how long might I live? What's the return here? What's the control? What's the viability of the company? These are all important things that you have to consider to go through to say, should I accept this offer? I mean, sometimes these offers seem too good to be true, and they're great, and they work. Other times, they're not so great, and you really have to pay attention to the details because you guys listed a few of them. I mean, just think of the acronyms out there, HSA, 401K. There's so many benefit plans that come through with employers typically. You have to be prepared to not have those or transition to buying them yourself. This reminds me of talking with a person who said, well, you know, once I'm retired, I won't need any planning. 
and I about laughed my head off. This is just the beginning of some of the things you learn. And as we've seen with clients, we're working with clients who've been retired for 20 years because there's always something to do. Yeah. I mean, really planning works in different phases. I mean, you go through and a lot of times in the accumulation phase, and that's some of the front end that a lot of people talk about, investing, all that fun stuff. And then the back end, the actual distribution phase, I mean, there's so much there as to when do I take money out? How should I take it out? How much do I think I would need? I mean, planning, like you said, John, it's an ongoing process. There's never a one-size-fits-all or one meeting does it. Right. That's why I can't go to a computer and go to a website and plug in a couple of numbers and figure out your retirement. <laughs> so much broader than that. But, but I get all these ads that tell me I can. <laughs> I hey, know, me, especially me, <laughs> since I'm retired, you know. Uh, well, uh, let me, sh- I, I can't help but blurt this out. You know what? I remember the last election season, and for those people who worked with a, quote, robo or whatever, and they're basically their own planner using a tool, there's a lot of chances there to let your own emotion come into play, your own perhaps lack of expertise. I mean, having a tool is one element but then having someone to bounce ideas off of, maybe someone help calm you down or take some of the emotion out of things. And we think about that, too, and these robo things out there. Unless you've got one on your watch that's going to shock you before you do a bad thing, you should probably have a person to talk to. Well, that's so true. should be another good idea, Tony. Uh, well, uh, we're, we're building them today. <laughs> even going through this election now, and what's going to happen, we have no idea. But, uh, you know, we could go into a stage of extreme inflation. So if you're retired and you're living on a fixed income, you have to accept the fact that you may have to cut back five years into your program or something of that if we do have extreme uh, inflation or if the market takes a big hit and you're counting on your market. That could be an uh, important facet of your program. Lots to think about at all times of your life. Oh, there's so much. And it's constantly moving, constantly moving, constantly changing. And think about these these offers, you know, because essentially what happens is the employer comes out and says, hey, we're going to offer some severance packages. Do you want one? And and here's a timeline to make your decision. And think about the difference, kind of like a tale of two cities where on one side we're prepared, on the other side we're not. You know, we've mentioned a lot of things that you have to go through, and you're essentially doing what we do in a year for, for new clients in a matter of weeks and because there's so much to talk about with evaluating these retirement packages. So if you have a plan already in place and you've talked about a lot of these, it's pretty easy to kind of plug this in and, and see what the implications are. But if you're starting from scratch and don't have that foundation, you're really going to be scrambling and you're probably going to be overloaded with information. And I don't know if you're really going to be able to make, you know, the best decision at that point. That's good advice, Tad. It's almost why we tell, or you know, the whole idea, you go to a physician not only when you're sick so you can get a baseline. Probably the same idea here ahead of retirement and ahead of a lot of major life events. Try to get a baseline to go through and do financial planning in times where maybe there's not a lot of excitement going on. That will help you so much when excitement does happen. And I mean excitement like job loss, job offers, starting a business, inheritance, When those sorts of things happen, if you already have everything available, readily accessible, and you have a plan, then these become windfalls. I mean, the last thing here, the idea of this early retirement and maybe getting a buyout, if you're someone who's done good planning along the way 
and you were working because you wanted to, these really do become a windfall where they're going to pay you to not show up anymore. Talk about an easy retirement decision for people who have enough and know what their enough is. If this offer comes in the email or the boss drops it off, you feel a lot more comfortable to say, yep, I'll enjoy the rest of my life now. And to your point, Tony, you know, if all this, if you've not paid attention to your planning and all of a sudden all this stuff is coming at, at you at one time, it causes stress. And you don't do well when you're thinking under stress. Most people make mistakes in that regard. So it's very important to plan your way to retirement and through retirement. Well said. Two and through, two and through. Tad, anything else here as we're closing out? It just makes me think of recently um, I had to wear a suit, and I haven't done that in six months because of, you know, the pandemic. It still fit. And it just made me realize that even, even – uh, it did, fortunately. Right. But even the most, you know, mundane, um, you know, tasks that we go through each and every day, it was a little cumbersome, right? I had to make sure that it was, you know, it was actually dusty. Um, I had to make sure that it was iron. I had to make sure the shoes were, you know, shined. And it was like, wow, if you don't stay on top of this, it's, it's a real chore to do. So it's the same thing, right? You kind of lose that m- muscle memory if you're not continuously reviewing the plan. And Very good. environments change, rules change, tax laws change. There's a lot going on why this ongoing stuff makes a lot of sense. We're coming up against the hard close here. So as we've gone through hoping to find what's our enough, how do you consider what's enough for you? And if you are approached by someone else, how do you react to that? So if you do have questions on that or anything else, feel free to give our office a call, 614-326-3077. Happy to review your questions. We'll ask you to fill out a questionnaire, give us some data so that we can try to help you. So with that, you've been listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN.